go. It is another power hour for today. It is Wednesday, November the 30th, the final day of November. Crazy, right? To think that today is the final day of November. Tomorrow will be December 1st. Christmas is pretty much here. Going to ring in 2023 in a matter of weeks. Trying to get everything right on the station. Make sure we are, are good there. Remember, you can watch us on Facebook Live, my Chris Logan Facebook page. Also shared it on to our Listen to the Planet Facebook page. But we're live on the planet. That's my online station. Playing rock from the 90s and 2000s. Very popular way to listen. Download the app, search Listen to the Planet. Listen to the Planet. Got it? App Store, Google Play, it's free. Or you can go to the website, listentotheplanet.com. Got Alexa, enable the Planet Online skill. Then say, Alexa, play the Planet Online. Also, we're on the iHeart platform. If you listen you know, to music through iHeart, the iHeart app, search for Listen to the Planet. And also, we're on TuneIn Radio. So if you also consume music via TuneIn, search for the planet there. But so many ways for you to listen, and I thank you very much for doing so each and every day. Also, thank you for watching. Do me a favor this morning, share it. If you're watching on Facebook, share it. I would very much appreciate that. Won't take long just to hit that share button. Also, my YouTube channel is up, Power Hour, or the Planet Power Hour with Chris Logan, and we are on Spotify as well. What are we going to cover today? Well, going to cover favorite Christmas movies. I got that question on my Facebook page, and we got close to, I don't know, 50 answers, I believe. So we're going to see what everyone is liking coming up towards the end of our power hour, probably about 8.45 this morning. But what had me thinking about, <laughs> about that today was that Rudolph is playing tonight on CBS. Now, I know things are different now from back in the day. I'll say it again. I was born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, got drunk in the 90s. I'm in my upper 40s, we're going to call them. And for us, man, if you're Gen X, back in the day, you loved all those specials as a kid. Like I remember, you know, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and also it was a big deal when Wizard of Oz came on too. That was also a special on CBS. And then so my mind got to turning this morning, and then that's where I got the question, so you can comment if you're watching on Facebook Live. Uh, I'm not monitoring it right now, but you can comment in the chat. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Mine, by the way, would be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But we'll talk more about that coming up later in the Power Hour. But my mind started wondering today, too, and I was like, oh, man. Yep, I, I remember that. Now, if you're watching on Facebook Live, you're going to see it. If you're listening on the planet you're going to hear it. Now, depending how old school you are, 
you may remember this. Because when there was a special on CBS, there was always a special CBS graphic that came flying onto the screen. If you remember that, raise your hand. Watch, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it right now. <laughs> now, there's just a tad piece of a TV promo coming out of this, and then it goes into the CBS special presentation. Now, this is from 1985, so you got to be Gen X or older to really remember this, but check it out. Boy, you remember that? That kind of gives me a flashback. Newlywed Game and Jeopardy are switching times, starting Monday on Channel 7. A special CBS presentation, and that's when you knew something different was coming on CBS. <laughs> Might have been Wizard of Oz. It may have been Rudolph. It may have been Frosty the Snowman, but you knew that it was something different. But go and comment. We'll get to that later on in the show. Now, you know, you got to put in Elf, right, as being one of the more popular Christmas movies. Check this out. If you watched Elf, you know all about this. There is a Buddy the Elf spaghetti meal kit that goes on sale next week. So you remember the scene where he's having spaghetti for breakfast and Buddy the Elf like nothing but, but sweets and, and maple, maple syrup? Warner Brothers teamed up with HelloFresh and you will be able to order these Buddy the Elf spaghetti kits starting next Monday. Each one costs 15 bucks and makes two full servings of Buddy the Elf spaghetti. Kits include everything you need, just like in the movie. Pasta, marshmallows, various types of candy, maple syrup, chocolate syrup, chocolate cereal, and generic chocolate frosted Pop-Tarts. According to this story here, they will probably sell out fast, but you'll have more than one chance to buy. They're making a limited number available each day, Monday through Friday next week. And they go on sale at 12.25 p.m. Eastern Time with a max of two kits per purchase. So, again, you can go to HelloFreshElfSpaghetti.com for more information or if you want to order one of these. Maybe you got somebody in your family or you, you're a huge fan of Elf. This is kind of cool. And I know I told you I'm Gen X and I'm in my upper 40s, but, you know, the kid in me says, this is kind of cool. And Elf, I, I probably would have to put that in, in my top three of Christmas movies. Now, there was also, and we'll get to it coming up later in the show, but I had a comment about a Christmas movie. I didn't consider this a Christmas movie, but when this person commented, I was like, well, wait a minute. I guess we can consider it a Christmas movie. And no, it's not Die Hard. So I was thinking, if Die Hard can be considered a Christmas movie, this one also should be considered a Christmas movie. And again, that's coming up at about 8.45 this morning. So this broke yesterday. The Kim and Kanye divorce now official. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Because really, do I care? No. 
But but Ye has been in the news as of late. We talked a little bit about him yesterday. But dude's going to have to pay some child support. Now, he has enough money to, to do so. But Kim and Kanye settle their divorce. They're sharing joint custody of the kids. They will each have equal access to their kids, north, south, east, and west. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just picking. But looks like they'll spend most of their time with Kim, and Kanye will have to pay $200,000 in child support. He's responsible for half of their security and educational needs. Neither one of them will receive spousal support because they're both making a lot of money. The division of their assets was already agreed to in their prenup. Remember Gold Digger by Kanye? We won't prenup. We won't prenup. <laughs> there it is. Came to life for Oye. Kim and Kanye started dating in 2012, got married in 2014. They filed for divorce last February. 200 grand in child support. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's a little much for old Chris Logan. Also, Deshaun Watson. Hadn't heard much from Deshaun Watson. Uh, he was injured, right? But he got on the field preseason, and I remember it was the Jacksonville Jaguars game. They were booing the guy, rightfully so. I would be right alongside of him booing him. But it looks like Deshaun Watson will take the field, take the field this Sunday. But there's kind of like a catch. And it's a pretty good catch, too. He had an 11-game, I'm sorry, it wasn't the fact that he got hurt. It was an 11-game suspension due to sexual misconduct allegations. The Browns are playing the Texans in Houston. If you follow football, you know that Deshaun Watson used to play for Houston. That's why they're trying to get him on the field. But at least 10 of his two dozen accusers will be at the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder if Deshaun Watson got a uh, massage set up for after the game on Sunday. Odds are, probably so. But I hope these accusers and the people they bring and everyone else just ream Deshaun Watson. You know what it... Now, in a, in a normal situation, and by the way, I'm, I'm not taking up for Deshaun Watson at all. I mean, I think he shouldn't be playing football. But, you know, Houston, obviously, you take all of his allegations out of the situation. If you're a regular quarterback, you get traded, you get cut, you go to another team. Obviously, when you play your former team, you're going to circle that on the calendar. So that's kind of the situation with Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson is not in a regular quarterback rivalry situation. He's in a sexual misconduct allegation situation where he just served an 11-game suspension. Now, the attorney for those accusers who will be at the game says, quote, they thought, wait, they, uh, this, this has to be a little bit wrong. 
They thought it important. No, that doesn't make sense. Uh, maybe they thought it was important to make clear that they're still here and they matter. I was proud of them for that. I have made that opportunity available to them. Also, the attorney went on to say, I haven't been to a Texas game, uh, excuse me, Texans game in many years, but because they're going, I will go. <laughs> That's their attorney. I hope he gets a little rowdy for Deshaun Watson, which it probably will. You're in Texas. You have sexual misconduct allegations. They were hollering at him in Jacksonville. They will be hollering at him in Houston, and rightfully so. Um, never have I ever. Boy, this is interesting. This, this, this is interesting here. Never have I ever. It, it's some questions. And this was on BuzzFeed. So let's, let me, let me, let me pull up the story. And it's never have I ever. And they're pretty funny because it, it, it was the headline that caught me. They, they did a pretty good job writing this headline. It, it's all in the headline, right? But the bad thing these days is people believe the headline and they don't go and read the full story. Now, this, hasn't, this doesn't have anything to do um, with anything political, anything like that. But here's the headline that caught me. Never have I ever. 40% of people claim they've never worn the same underwear for two days. I told you here on the Power Hour we would be honest. And I got to say, I've worn, worn the same pair of underwear for a couple days. Probably multiple times in my life. And if you say you haven't, you're lying. You're lying. Come on. You got lazy one day. You didn't take a shower at night. You woke up late for work the next morning for school, whatever. You didn't change your drawers. You just put on some clothes and you went out the door and then you, know, you rocked them drawers for the rest of the day. That, that's two days of drawers wearing. It, it is. But here are some other results they found. 23% of people claim they never cheated on a test. 10, and this, this was from BuzzFeed. 10% claim they've never told a secret that they weren't supposed to share. 43% of people say they never lied about their age. Have you ever lied about your age? I, I haven't. Didn't give anyone uh, or didn't really have a reason to. 12% of people say that they've never Googled themselves. 11% claim they've never peed in the shower. Come on. You know you peed in the shower before. And 31% say that they've never dropped their phone in the toilet. Okay, I'm, I'm part of that 31%. I've never dropped my phone in the toilet. Never. And I take my phone with me whenever I have some business to do. But I'm, I'm part of that 31%. Um, yeah, I've, I've peed in the shower. I've Googled myself. Never lied about my age, though. But 40% of people claim they've never worn the same underwear multiple days in a row. You're lying. You're lying. And speaking of lying, let me, let me throw this at you. And we've talked about this before on the morning show before we started the Power Hour. 
This is from Cosmopolitan. Chances are, if you're a woman, your boyfriend is not telling you the truth. Researchers found men admit to telling white lies about everything from their weight to how good of an athlete they are. Men lie up about their height and down about their weight. Is that true? I mean, man, I'm, I'm 6'2", 195. Did you watch the World Cup yesterday? USA won. I watched a little bit of the beginning because I saw a few people posting about it on social media. I don't watch soccer. My son played soccer back when he was like in pre-K and kindergarten, and that was really about it. You know, when, when, and when they're that age, it's that little pile of kids run around like a, like a pile of ants, and maybe you get one or two goals. Or you could have that one good kid. You have that one good kid on your soccer team, then you kick some ass. But most of the time, you know, with kids, it's just one, one big, like, ant pile following, you know, on the field. They don't know where to kick the ball, goes out of bounds. Pretty boring. <laughs> Pretty boring unless you have that one good kid. But I, I never got into soccer. But the USA won yesterday. And I started watching it. I was doing some work. I pulled it up on my phone. Uh, I think I was watching it on my, on my Fox Sports app. But I, I, I couldn't get through it. I, I couldn't. It's kind of like baseball. And I really like baseball, but I cannot watch a baseball game. My son played baseball all his life. But Major League Baseball, even college baseball, can't really sit and watch the whole thing. Been to a couple live Cajuns games. Um... You know, stuck around for the whole thing with that. But, again, this, to sit down and say, I'm going to watch the Astros, or I'm going to watch the Reds, or I'm going to watch the Mariners, whatever, nope. But I'll watch it towards the end of the season when you start getting into the ALCS, NLCS, World Series. That's when I kind of start watching it. But there is a, there's a lot of baseball games. But USA won yesterday. They beat Iran which I'm glad we beat Iran. They deserve to be beat. <laughs> uh, one to nothing was the score. See if I can pull up ESPN.com in the soccer report. So, let's see. I don't understand this. FIFA World Cup standings, England, United States, Iran, Wales. So, but there, there's different groups. The United States men's national team advanced to the knockout stage of the 2022 World Cup. That's kind of cool. Call it a knockout stage. So, America is second in Group B. And it says they book a last minus 16 matchup against the Netherlands. I, I, don't, I, I don't understand that. But I'm glad that USA won, and they're moving on. Now, there's some, there's some patriotism in soccer. Now, they were scanning the crowd yesterday because only watched the beginning of the game. You know, people got flags, and they're face-painted, and they're singing the national anthem. I, I, I thought that was pretty cool. But one nothing. America wins, and... Looks like, according to this, we're going to play the Netherlands. Uh, US, the U.S. will now take on Group A winners 
Netherlands on Saturday as the USA looks to reach the quarterfinals for the first time since 2002. Go USA. Also yesterday, let's see, I uh, got a couple comments I just pulled up here. Uh, my coworker said, you nasty for not changing your draws, LOL. Phil, being honest, dog, being honest. Can't, can't tell me you ain't never changed your draws like, like at least once in your life and rocked them for, for two days straight. Can't tell me that. Scott loved when our kids played. Yeah, it, it was fun. Love to play baseball. Not really watch yet. Baseball's for naps. <laughs> John says, and soccer fans are extremely hardcore. Scott, you are 100% right. Probably one of the biggest sports in the world. Just, you know, it, it's not on the top of the list here in the United States. American football is. But there are some hardcore fans that like soccer. Once again, thanks for sharing the live this morning. Appreciate it. If you're listening on the planet, thank you. Make sure to subscribe to the, the new YouTube channel, the Planet Power Hour with Chris Logan. And we're also on Spotify, the Planet Power Hour. And I'm trying to get it all to connect and publish to Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. But it's saying something about, I don't know, my Apple user ID, which I thought was cool because I, I have a podcast studio. I have podcast clients and I have their podcast published. But I'm like, why can't I do it through Anchor and Spotify? So there's a little issue there, but it is coming. Um, oh, real quick, uh, this too. The college football playoff rankings came out yesterday. And LSU not in the top 10. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, TCU. And number four, USC. Also, according to this ESPN story, this will be the first time since 2017 there won't be a top-five matchup during championship weekend. TCU is the only team facing a top-10 opponent in number 10, Kansas. USC has a tricky game against number 11, Utah, and Michigan is playing unranked four-loss Purdue. And then Georgia as we all know, playing LSU. Um, this has LSU at number 14. Ohio State, number five, and squeaking back in at number six, Alabama. Now, this story also says, even with the loss, both Georgia and Michigan seem on solid footing for a top-four finish, barring any absolute meltdowns, which we know can happen. The committee would have to balance Michigan's win against Ohio State, arguably the best in the country, with the worst loss of any contender. It would still own the head-to-head against Ohio State. Um, I mean, can LSU beat Georgia? Could they? I, I think they can. Will they? I don't know. TCU, Kansas State, okay. USC, Utah. And then Michigan takes on Purdue. Which, again, anything can happen. We'll see this weekend. Elon Musk. Man, it seems almost like every day we're talking about Elon Musk. Like there, there's something going on with, 
with Elon Musk because the the media doesn't like him anymore. They they liked him when he was making electric cars. He still is. They liked him when he was sending rockets to Uranus, but they're not liking him with Twitter because it's Twitter's now hate speech. But now Elon Musk going viral again over a tweet. Did you did you see this? <laughs> he has Twitter and the internet lighting up over a recent tweet. And here it is. I'm going to pull it up for those of you watching. If you're not watching, I'm going to describe it. This is from foxnews.com. Elon Musk tweeted this pic that said, my bedside table, that was the caption. Now, if you're watching, you can see it. There's, there's four Diet Coke cans. Looks like there's uh, water. There's a musket. So, according to, this, according to this from Fox News, Musk tweeted out a picture of his bedside table with several Coke cans, excuse me, Diet Coke cans, a pair of prop guns, a Buddhist symbol, a painting of George Washington crossing the Delaware River. But for some, mostly on on the left side, the soda, the Diet Coke was the most controversial item. (laughs) What What a bedside table. Now, Musk has said multiple times that he enjoys Diet Coke. He followed up this picture, which which you can see here, by confessing, quote, there's no excuse for a lack of coasters. He called himself Elon Musket. (laughs) I'm starting to like Elon Musk a little bit more just because he's like egging him on. And and I I love that. But also thinking, I said this yesterday, they're mad at Elon Musk because now he has an opportunity to pull that curtain back. And it looks like he doesn't care whether he will or not. So, of course, they're making um, cult comparisons, um, saying that he has poor taste. Watch, let me let me scroll up a little bit. Here and you can and you can see some of this if you're watching. This person tweets, "How shocking! The richest man on earth is a blinking trailer park simpleton." That's kind of racist or bigot. What's wrong with people in trailer parks? Nothing. Um. Liberal author and pastor John Palavitz. Pavlovitz said, quote, also pictured male fragility. Former Obama White House photographer Pete Souza declared Elon Musk's favorite drink could cause psychological effects. He tweeted, too much Diet Coke can cause severe depression. See if there's any other tweets or anything that comes from this. Um, Picture prompted the Washington Post to do a deep dive into the, quote, hardcore Diet Coke cult. (laughs) 
Of all the things that was in this cat's picture here, Diet Coke is what is what they're going after. Look, this this is a tweet from uh, Slate. It says the alarming thing in that photo was not the guns, and it's a couple twelve packs of Diet Coke. <laughs> oh man, 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 man. <laughs> but go and check that out for yourself. Also, this this Idaho murder situation, man. Still very, let me, let me pull up this story so you can see if, if you're watching along. But they finally, after, what, a couple, three weeks, this, this incident happened, what, on November? Yeah, November 13th. There were five cars in front of this, in front of this home. Those cars that were there were finally taken away. And what was kind of eerie about it, and you can see on this picture here, it left like what looks like gravesite spots because it was snowing in Moscow, Idaho. And when they moved the vehicles, there's just some, you know, black spots, you know, grassy spots. But that's still, look, here, here's a little better picture right here. If you're watching, hopefully they can... They can figure out what happened. According to this story here from Fox News, police believe all four victims were stabbed multiple times between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. by an unknown assailant after returning home from a night out. And also, the police did not say whether, whether those vehicles that were parked in front were actually theirs. Man, hopefully there's some closure for those families. Still coming up in the Power Hour. Going to get to it in about 10 minutes or so. Favorite Christmas movies. A lot of people commenting on my Facebook post this morning. Going to get to that. My favorite, which I said on the post, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. There's one other movie that was commented on there that I love. I never considered it a Christmas movie, but I think now I'm going to have to. We'll discuss it, and no, it's not Die Hard. So that's in about nine, ten minutes. Got a few other thing, a few other things to get to this morning. How about this? Did you know? And look, this is completely random. Random. I saw it today, and I'm like, what? But, you know, every once in a while, and, and we talked about this before in the Power Hour, you know, morning shows, morning, morning radio shows, they get this morning prep stuff. And a lot of the morning shows, they get the same ones, which is why you hear a lot of the morning shows talking about the same things. And look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dogging morning show prep. You know, back in the day, you had to do a lot of that yourself. You had to go to different websites. You had to find different websites. You had to find different stories. You know, even before the internet, boy, that was fun. But morning show prep kind of makes things easier for morning show people. And a lot of these services that these morning shows use, you know, they'll, they'll do, um, you know, crazy, wacky stories. There's music news and country music news and entertainment news, viral videos. You know, everything, everything is there. 
And so this is from one of my morning show services that, that I use. Now, when, when, when people make an agreement, or, or we can call it a gentleman's agreement, what, what do they do? Shake hands. You might sign something, may sign an agreement, sign a deal, but the good old gentleman's handshake. You know, let's bet on the Saints game. 50 bucks. I bet the Saints beat the Bucks, right? All right, cool, dog. Shake hands and done. But did you know <laughs> when gentlemen in medieval Japan wished to seal an agreement, they urinated together, crisscrossing their streams of pee. I am not making that up. It's from 2,201 Fascinating Facts by David Lewis. Imagine that. Back in the day, medieval Japan. I mean, what are you making deals on? Rocks? Swords? Knives? You know, torture equipment? What are you making deals on in medieval Japan? But when these dudes sealed an agreement, they urinated together. Nothing says thank you like pissing together with your partner and, and crisscrossing streams of pee. What do they call that? Sword fights? But how, I mean, how, like, how does that come about? How, how does that happen? Supposedly real. So there you go. We just had a, a random... Random, uh, <laughs> random fact this morning. I had, I had to share that one with you. How did, they, how did they make an agreement back in medieval Japan? The two dudes peed together and they crisscrossed their streams of pee. You, you, you going to sell me this knife? Yes, I will. Thank you. Zips. Deal was done. They went on with their lives. Also, something to maybe keep in your back pocket. Read a little bit about this last week and seeing it again today. A railroad strike from Fox Business. U.S. rail critical to economy as strike looms. Says rail work stoppage would be catastrophic. Story here, Congress is under the gun to pass legislation ending the threat of a nationwide rail strike. Time is running out. A walkout could happen as early as next week with damaging disruptions to the supply chain set to begin in days. Just in time for Christmas. As lawmakers ready their arguments for or against intervening in these stall negotiations between major freight railroads and four holdout unions, one thing that is not up for debate is whether the economy would be crippled if the train stopped running. The Prez tweeted, uh, sorry, didn't tweet it. He warned Tuesday that if rail work stoppage occurs, up to 765,000 Americans could be put out of work in the first two weeks alone. The estimated shutdown would cost the U.S. economy $2 billion a day, and everyone would feel it. That's according to the Association of American Railroads. 
The U.S. rail system moves cargo equivalent to that of 467,000 long-haul trucks each day, and they transport everything. But it would be harmful to the economy, according to this story, again from Fox Business. Supply chains still recovering from COVID-19 would be decimated with an ongoing labor shortage and a lack of alternatives, leaving little room for contingency plans. Prices of everyday goods would surge further as, as inflation continues to hover near a four-decade high. Russia. Russia. There's there's some sarcasticness in my voice there, just in case you didn't pick up on that. But something worth keeping an eye on the next couple of days. See if see if that happens. So he said we'd get to this. And let me go see if we have any comments, any more comments, Scott. Uh priorities. We just had another go viral. What, uh, what went viral, Scott? Another video, Miss Marita's hard candy slides. Maybe that's what he's talking about. But, yeah, we're live on Facebook, my Chris Logan Facebook page. Also got this shared onto our Listen to the Planet Facebook page. Try to connect that again today. Now, obviously, there's some setting on the Listen to the Planet page that's not allowing me to cross-post whenever I go live through OBS. But we'll try to get that. Uh, fixed up. Oh, Scott says, yes, vid on TikTok. Got to check out Miss Marita's Hard Candy Slides. Local company, uh, sponsor here on the planet too. And uh, good guy, local guy. But he said he went viral on TikTok. So that's awesome. Congratulations, Scott. Um, let's talk about Christmas movies. And the reason why that question came up today, because Rudolph is on tonight. On CBS. And dude, back in the day, like that was when you were a kid, those were the nights you sat in front of the TV, man. You, you, ate, you ate supper early. Your mama put you in the bathtub, washed your hair. You know, you had on your little, uh, your little pajamas. I think I had some A-Team pajamas back in the day. Probably had some Star Wars pajamas too. Remember that? Probably was rocking some underoos. Right? Remember underoos? Remember that? Probably had all that on. No socks. But you had, the, you had the matching pajamas. Your hair was still wet. Your mama combed it to the side. And you went and sat down on the shag carpet. And you watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> but tonight it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Which I'm surprised the cancel culture is still allowing that Christmas show to be on TV. All about bullying, I, I, I guess. Well, wasn't there like a little, uh, was it a few years back when there were some people trying to cancel Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Maybe so. But, you know, it's, it's different today for our kids because you can pull it up on YouTube. I'm sure, uh, you know, Christmas movies are on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Paramount Plus or Hulu or whatever these streaming platforms are. So you can watch these anytime. You know, not, it's not like back in the day where you knew, you know, either through the TV guide, like the real TV guide that Rudolph was playing at 7 o'clock on Thursday, November 30th. And you had to go take your bath in order to watch it. 
You had to eat all your food, take a bath before you watched it. But it was some, it was some good times back in the day. Great times back in the day. So let me go to my Facebook page. Well, I'll just pull it up on my phone. I think that's going to be easier. Because I want to get some of the answers to my question today. Favorite Christmas movie. And the fact that Rudolph is playing tonight and all those shows will start playing. Look, I mean, Elf has been playing for the past couple weeks. National Lampoon's Vacation has been playing. All that stuff started very, very early. What is it, Christmas Day when they play a Christmas story, I think, on TBS or TNT, something they play it like all day? But let's see what everyone says about their favorite Christmas movie. Brian, if you are in my top three, Home Alone, Elf, Christmas with the Cranks. Very good. You know, if I had to go top three, I, I think it would be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Elf, then Home Alone. But then there's another one, and, and it's coming up. When I, when I get to her comment, it's coming up. Uh, Bridget says A Christmas Story. Now, A Christmas Story, that's the one with uh, BB gun, right? And then the little dude gets his tongue stuck to the pole. I, I had never watched that until up to a couple years ago. Really, I, I, I have not. And then the leg lamp, right? Call me weird, but I hadn't watched that up to a couple years ago when, when I caught it playing back-to-back on TBS. Corman says, Polar Express, so magical. Uh, my buddy Mike says, Christmas Story. Uh, Joseph says, Elf. Jude, 1984 version of A Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. Jay. Die Hard, of course. And, and that's, and, and I think by now people consider it a Christmas movie. But there was a debate going on on whether Die Hard was a Christmas movie or not. Danny says Elf. Emily says Die Hard. Katie says the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's a classic. Ian says National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, Jean-Paul from Motor City uh, just has this this weird meme. Scott says, same as you, hands down, which would be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, J.P. Boudreaux, the vehicular specialist, jingle all the way with Arnold. I forgot about that one. Uh, My friend Corey, have to agree, Clark is the man. Uh, My buddy Chad, National Lampoon's and Elf, Deborah, Home Alone. Bryce says, die hard. Uh, Sandra, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. You call this a little wait? She says, gets me every time. Isabel, Christmas Carol, Pat, Christmas Vacation, uh, Gary, Holiday Affair, Robert Meacham, and The Shop Around the Corner. I guess those are some real classic Christmas movies. Um, Haley says, Home Alone, the Santa Claus, hashtag 90s kid. Uh, Seth, Batman Returns. I, I didn't know that was a Christmas movie. Callie says, the Santa Claus, Phil, Die Hard, Robbie, definitely Christmas Vacation. But very surprised. I haven't seen anyone say It's a Wonderful Life. That's really a great show. It's a must. Paul says, same, talking about Christmas Vacation. Charles Elf, does rent count? I, I don't know. Home Alone 2? Christmas, Christmas Vacation and Elf. The Santa Claus... Drew, <laughs> Drew says, Ernest saves Christmas. 
I didn't even think about that. Missy says, Elf. Boy, those Ernest, I remember Ernest Goes to Camp was like my first, my first Ernest movie. What, what was his name? Jim, Jim Varney? Know what I mean, Vern? Uh, Nikki says, It's a Wonderful Life, The National Lampoon's Vacation. Elf, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Uh, Aaron says, A Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, Die Hard, Miracle on 34th Street. Okay, uh, Klaus, Dominique, Home Alone 1 and 2, says Cole, uh, Blaine Roy, Christmas Story, uh, or that would be uh, To Wonderful Life, uh, Betty, Wonderful Life, Christmas Story, Home Alone 2, Christmas Vacation, The Family Stone, haven't seen that, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone 1 and 2. You know, kind of just judging Christmas Vacation and Home Alone. Probably the top answers along with a Christmas story. But they're, they're, they're all good. They're all good. But this one, I, I didn't consider this a Christmas movie, but Emily says Friday After Next. Funny. Fr- like Friday, the original Friday, that's in my personal top five. My personal top five, Urban Cowboy, Top Gun, Karate Kid, Scarface, and Friday. All-time top five for me. But Friday After Next, pretty funny. That's where we see Cat Williams. Uh, he plays a pimp. You got, you got Ice Cube. It, but is that, a, is that a Christmas movie? Let me see. I, I, you know, and, and now I, I think I'm going to say yes. I think I'm going to say it, it is. Let me see when, when it was released. I want to say it was released like around November or so whenever it came out. Let's see, Friday after next release date. November 22nd, 2002. Cool. That movie's 20 years old. Oh, I forgot to mention Mike Epps too, Day Day. Pinky, and then, I mean, so good. I wish they would. There was a lot of talk about another Friday coming out. I wish they would They would have done that. I think that was just a, an old wives' tale on, on the Internet. So November 22nd, 2022. So it came out around Thanksgiving, and, and it all has to do with Christmas. So yes, I'm going to call it today. Thank you, Emily. I'm going to call it. Friday After Next is a Christmas movie. Now let, let's Google that and just let's see, let's see what happens. Is Friday After Next a Christmas movie? Enter. Um, so like this is the movie info for it. It's Christmas time, and a ghetto Santa Claus breaks into their rundown apartment, stealing all their presents, along with anything else he can stuff into a sack, including the rent money hidden in their stereo speakers. Cat Williams, John uh, Witherspoon, Uncle Willie. Um, so this is from Reddit. And this was last year around this time, actually, November 30th. 
People say Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and Friday After Next has way more Christmas elements. I agree. It is not centered around the holiday like traditional Christmas movies, but nonetheless, I said what I said, and I'm sticking to it. This person says, I also believe Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Now, this is on Reddit. But this guy says it's not centered around the holiday like traditional Christmas movies. I'd have to disagree with him there. I mean, it is. It is about Christmas. And Craig and Day Day are protecting the shopping mall, the strip mall, from people stealing for Christmas shopping. Uh, This person here says Gremlins is definitely a Christmas movie. Never heard of Friday After Next, though. Must be, got to be a boomer. Uh, You have to watch the Friday series. Okay. So it wasn't much on it with that. Um, Friday After Next Christmas special. So this is a story on, I guess, maybe different different movies that are considered Christmas uh, movies. But I'm, I'm not going to waste your time searching anymore. But I just wanted to see what was going to come up. <laughs> but yes, I am going to say whether you are, ooh, Nikki got another one. Hang on, hang on, Nikki. I'm, I'll, I'll get to that. Um, I'm going to consider today. As of 8.55 on Wednesday, November 30th, Friday After Next is a Christmas movie. Stamp of approval. But Nikki's in the comments, and she says, Four Christmases is a great, funny Christmas movie. And I have to agree with that, Nikki. Yes, that one, that one is. That's with Vince Vaughn, who's one of my favorite actors, and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, who else is in it? Um, John, what's his name? Crap. Um, oh, man, he's always in those movies with Vince Vaughn in them. Tim McGraw's in it. And it, it's it's pretty funny. That's one that I'm probably going to have to watch. But if I wait, it's probably going to come on cable. But I'm sure it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime. But... I guess I would consider that another Christmas movie. But I didn't think about Four Christmases. I didn't think about Friday After Next. And Drew, I'm sorry, my friend, but I didn't think about <laughs> Ernest Saves Christmas. But I guess we got we to gotta throw that one in there, too. John Favreau. Thank you, Phil. I knew someone would answer. John Favreau. So we're coming to the end of the Power Hour. This is something brand new. We started it last week or the week before, week before last. See, the uh, Thanksgiving holiday screwed me up because we were off Thursday and Friday. So this is like week three. And from eight until nine on the planet, it's one hour of straight talk. Talk about the daily headlines and stories. And it's helping me out in a couple different ways. Because one, it's allowing me to get to a lot of what I want to talk about. Two, it's allowing me to do some online content, do, you know, doing Facebook Live and keeping that content 
on my social media pages. I'm recording it, so I'm using this content on my new YouTube channel. And then we're on Spotify, so you can watch the Planet Power Hour on Spotify, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Nikki says, I'm loving the Power Hour. Keep it going. Thank you so much, Nikki. But something new we're trying. Just kind of doing it all and wrapping it all together like a Christmas present here inside of the morning show on the planet. But thank you for listening. Um, I think we covered just about everything. Um, One other thing, Sam Bankman Freed, the guy from FTX, he's going to be, or he was called to court. I believe that's going to be in February, don't quote me, uh, in Texas. And Will Smith was in a recent interview. We didn't get to that today. I think he was on with Trevor Noah, and he was crying about his slap with Chris Rock, whether you believe that's true or not. That's, that's totally you. I, I, I don't think it was real. And people are comparing it to this, like this previous movie that, that had that going on, had an award show where an actor got up and slapped the presenter. But what, what kind of made me question that, before we wrap up today, was the way that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Now look, a lot of people don't care about actors and Hollywood people anymore, or the Oscars or the award shows. I mean, those ratings are, are tanking. Tanking. It's bad. And this was something to get the Oscars you know, back in the headlines again. Did Will Smith and Chris Rock, you know, collude on it? I, I kind of think so. You don't have to agree with me on that if you don't, and you're calling me an idiot right now. That's okay. But, you know, what did it for me was the way that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. If, if you notice, like, he has that, that open hand, that curved hand, and he kind of, you know, if you're going to slap somebody, if you're going to punch somebody, you're going to follow through. Right? You're going to follow through. <laughs> or you're going to, you know, slap. Boom. And then, and then you're going to kind of come down with it like Dave Chappelle and Rick James. But Will Smith, if you look back, had, a, had like a curved open hand and like went up and over. Looks like, looks like that was some practice for me. That was some practice. Scott says, I still say staged. And, and I believe so too, Scott. I believe so, too. But thank you for listening this morning, whether it's on Facebook Live. Thank you for subscribing to the Power Hour on YouTube. Thank you for listening to the planet. Thanks for downloading the app. That's the easiest way to listen. Not the only way, but the easiest way. If you're missing 90s and 2000s rock, man, everything from Pearl Jam to Live to Kid Rock, Three Doors Down. Uh, I mean, you name it. It's all playing on the planet. Listen to the planet. Search for that app store, Google Play, and you can put the app right there on your phone. The app's free. Go to listentotheplanet.com. You can listen there. Uh, we're on the iHeart platform. Got the iHeart app. Search for Listen to the Planet. We are also on TuneIn Radio now. If you have TuneIn, search for Listen to the Planet, and then Alexa. So pretty important with Alexa. Because there's still other planets, other planet radios, other planet rocks around the country, which is why I had to get a little creative when I was 
uh, doing my, my calls for the planet, website, app names, all that stuff, because there's still other stations called the planet. But Alexa, you have to ask Alexa to enable the planet online skill. Then you say, Alexa, play the planet online. So we'll do it again tomorrow. Another edition of the Power Hour. Tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. right here on the planet. So have a great rest of your Wednesday. I'll see you tomorrow.